Hello and welcome to episode 14 of The Endless Stream. I am Aiden and I am here as usual with Kevin and Brian. We are three illustrators, artists and filmmakers that are going to talk a lot of shit about the stuff we watched this week. Each episode we take some of the endless stream of content that is brought to us through Netflix, Amazon Prime, YouTube, Spotify. Wherever there is content we grab a chunk of it, we watch it and we talk about it. This week we're talking about Loki and Mae Martin's show Feel Good, the stuff that happened during E3, primarily Guardians of the Galaxy. Given the nature of these conversations, they're very spoiler heavy, so if you haven't watched this week's episode of Loki, I would say go and watch that first and then come back. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast. You can find us on Instagram as well, at The Endless Cast, where you'll find drawings and audio clips and a little additional content to go with the podcast. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast or if there's something you think we should check out and you want to get involved, you know, suggest something for us to watch, you can shoot us an email over, again, theendlesscast at gmail.com. All of our socials are at the endless cast. All of that being said, let's jump into this week's episode. So, Loki is on the cards. I watched Streets of Fire. Uh, E3 happened. Yikes. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, they should have just cancelled. Yeah. Okay, well then let's start there. Um, The only thing I watched was the Nintendo Direct. So, what are you guys reacting to? The only thing I watched was the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, trailer and uh i didn't even watch it i just saw the picture from and i was like no that that's enough of that and are people just reacting to star lord and his haircut no it's a whole thing they're all awful it just looks yeah they all look awful but it, it just looks super generic as well like i don't know i'm not super familiar with the comic books in terms of how those characters are in comparison to the mcu and stuff but uh I wouldn't say any of the characters are like the characters in the MCU. It's just really weird. It's really weird. Like Gamora talking about her dolls or something. It's funny with the MCU there as well. That these things, like, they did it with the Avengers game as well. It's just, like, not quite what the audience wants. It's a weird... I I never expected them to look like the film counterparts. I don't know why people expect that. But they also look really bad do you not think they should have at least like kind of tried to do the same hairstyle could be a different face but like the same hairstyle or something or just give it just make him wear his mask <clears throat> the thing is each time they get a new artist on a comic book you get a new interpretation of what a character looks like it's the fact that he looks like one of the paul brothers i think is the main thing it's not that it's a a departure in any particular direction it's that he looks like one of the paul brothers those oh, awful right. guys that are trying to fight everybody. Yeah, he looks like one of them. Did, 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 uh, slight did aside, they, did, did you beat? watch the Mayweather fight? No. I, was saying, I, I didn't watch it. I couldn't watch that stuff. Did he, Did it beat Mayweather? No. Uh, it was effectively a draw. The, the only way there could be a winner, there was going to be no winner decided unless there was a knockout, essentially. But um, Mayweather did pretty good considering he's about 30, 40 pounds heavier than him. And six foot two compared to Mayweather's five nine, I guess. Also, like twenty years in the difference. Yeah, that, that was going to be part yeah. of my question. Like Mayweather is is generally believed to be the superior fighter, and during the McGregor thing, he was a, kind of accused of just like carrying McGregor through just to get the fight for the audience. Mm-hmm. 
with that much of a weight difference, is that that's not the same thing at all, really. It, it's more... It's not the same thing. You know, like could he, Mayweather have knocked Logan he down? He could have still knocked him out, but it'd be, it'd be harder. I just, I just don't get these young lads, like these Paul lads or whatever, uh, and even McGregor. I don't get it. It's just like, like, you're in your prime, fighting a man who 20 years ago was in his prime. It's hardly a wordy uh, exhibition, you know? Like it's like it's like calling out Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's done boxing. You know? Even if he wants to keep on going. Yeah, it's an it's an ex- exhibition bout, which which boxing has always had a bit of a spectacle about it anyway, you know. You know you so, know what? One of them so one of them fought Mayweather, the other one would fight Tyson, and then the next fight would beat each other. To the death. I do but see I don't think that would have the same I don't think that would have the same fucking international. Yeah, but we're cachet. But we're old we're old though, you know. The younger people people. clearly like them. (laughs) This is three old farts Uh, (laughs) wishing that, (laughs) wishing that they they'd been born a couple of years earlier. I'd I'd have fucking challenged Mayweather too. Like, come on. (laughs) I'm not saying I would at all. I'm just saying it's a different generation. And yeah, it's a giant payday. But like, sound very out of touch bitching about them. I know. No, we don't because everybody thinks they're horrible. Oh no, they are. They are horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For whatever reasons, we think they're cunts. That's 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 safe, safe to say. Imagine being their mother. Well, she doesn't care. Oh God, they're horrible. But they basically just copied the. Anyway, Star Lord. He looks like one of them. I think that's the main problem. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling it back on track. Uh, yeah, he just. I mean, I know. Uh, anyways, it just doesn't look good. No, it looks bad. I watched eleven minutes of it. I don't I I don't know. I did I didn't watch much of it. I just didn't like the look of it to begin with. Um I saw Rocket's little fucking dangly beard as well. And it's like why do they do that? That's just cuz they got what could, physics generation he, as well and they want to show you something. Cuz he hung flopping. out with Tor Tor for a while and now he's all Norsey. Oh, that's true. Kind of nice nice little logic. I like that now. Um, Put it back in. <laughs> that was basically Aiden's brain. <laughs> I could see it play <laughs> over his face. <laughs> So people responded to the way the game looked. What did people say about the way the game played? Was there any... It just looks like the, they were the just Avengers game, which is... For the listeners, he gave a thumbs down three or four times to the camera. As has Kev now. No, he's just a weird wank. No, I was doing a thumbs down and then I started scratching my eyes. So you, you go for like a reverse grip? Star-Lord. <laughs> Star. Let's start over again. <laughs> Like what got announced at E3? There was some Metroid thing. Um, not interested in Elden Ring. They show that we mentioned that last week. Breath of the Wild Two got another trailer. First trailer in two years. Um, I, I was not pleased. Um, Why weren't you pleased? I guess you know they they announced this in 2019, and then we saw nothing for two years, and then we finally saw something. And I know it'll be more than it looks like, but right now it looks like DLC, basically. Um, I was kind of excited to play and kind of return to that world map and kind of see what they've changed and explore it again and see what they've added. But it looks like rather than change the actual world they've put floating islands above the map so it looks like most of the new things you'll be exploring will be like islands above 
the old map and it just kind of feels feels kind of tacked on i'm sure it won't be i'm sure they're adding plenty of other stuff too it went into development it sounds perfunctory it went into development um i think in 2017 when the breath of the wild was first released so it's been in development it'll be released sometime next year if it's not delayed so it'll be in development for about five years before it's released they announced it two years after it went into development and i was kind of very excited because they showed a lot of kind of brief things that kind of gave us some indication of what it would be about and where it was going and then showed nothing for two years and then when they showed something it looks so different to what was shown two years ago um it's almost like people got excited about stuff in the trailer two years ago and made a load of assumptions about what the game would be like and then nintendo were like oh no that's not what the game's about at all we better quickly dispel all of that stuff i could be completely wrong like it the, the first game is is superb they've added some new stuff it's just it was kind of a for me i mean everybody else seemed to love it and was super hyped about it but for me it was a disappointment considering that it was announced two years ago and still know effectively nothing about it most of what we know about it is there's a bunch of concept sketches for the first game for ideas that they didn't include that they've clearly included so like link something happens to link's right arm uh, gets replaced with some sort of like mechanical ancient magic arm Ooh, and that's that was cool. an idea they had for the first game and then they scrapped it but now it looks like they've included it in this game so essentially most of what we know about this game is from concept art from the first game and yeah it's just kind of a frustrating way it was kind of i don't necessarily have an issue with that because i think like fair enough like you can't like you could have great ideas but you can't just put them all into one i i, I don't have a problem with time. them yeah no don't have a problem with that at all it's it, like i said it's the fact that it's it's two like it's not necessarily anything it's two years after the the reveal and uh we know nothing about the game still we don't even know what the game's called it's it's called it's called the sequel to breath of the wild <laughs> is what they're calling it for now so and there's a thing there as well where it's like when you get that far into a production when it's like it's two years later you think maybe they're just fucking with us and they'll just like they'll release something in august and it's like no that's not what nintendo do they do they, they just sit on it and no it, it if anything we'll hear about it maybe towards the end of the year and they'll announce a firm release date and then two months before that release date it'll be delayed again and it'll be pushed out another three months uh i i'd say it'll be like april 2022 but it'll actually come out november 2022 or something like that and that's all fine kind of used to all that it's like i said it's just been two years and i I wanted to see something more i wanted to see just a bit of an indication of where it's going you know even though people are you know um trawling through patents and trying to get an indication of when the switch pro is coming um you know people were fairly certain that you know, this big order for OLED screens and this big order for X cases and this big order for whatever the hell else that they were tracking through um, Asian companies would be an indication of the Switch Pro coming. No announcement. Probably going to come out with Breath of the Wild too. Here's the thing as well, like, you know, they needed to release something to compete with Microsoft and Sony's latest ones, but there's been such a problem with the supply for those anyway that they don't really have to compete with those consoles yet because nobody can get one. So they don't really have to do or announce anything yet because 
they don't have to compete with a PS5. You know, if somebody's out there buying a console for their kid and they were like, PS5 or Switch, it's like, well, they don't have any PS5s. So I guess, I guess they're getting a Switch. Yeah, and lots of people will be buying them for kids for their first consoles or different things like that. Like, so yeah, it's a fair point. They remastered Skyward Sword. They did an anniversary game and watch thing. It's funny to think of them sometimes as like, they're a, they are a toy company more so than they are a game company in many ways. Like PlayStation and Microsoft famously make a loss on every console, whereas in- Nintendo makes money off it. Initially, yeah. yeah. Like once they start selling games, once they start selling peripherals and, and everything else that goes with it. But they, they kind of look as the at the box as the loss leader that gets you into their ecosystem. Whereas, you know, Nintendo can go, yeah, we're going to make this game and watch thing and that'll sell and that'll make a profit in its own right. And that That's their audience um, as well. You know, it's hmm. once someone's a Nintendo fan, they're they're bought into the whole aesthetic and the the kind of sensibility and stuff like that. That kind of doesn't go away. They're just going to buy that stuff anyway. But if you've played Link's Awakening on the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance and the Nintendo Switch and the Nintendo DS and the DS 3DS and why are you buying it on the Game and Watch and playing it? Because it looks like a toy. I I haven't, I don't know, I just, I used to be such a Nintendo obsessive, you know, like, it was my first console, I guess, so I just was like, I am a Nintendo fan, and they just, subsequently just never grew with me, but I guess they, there's more of my age group coming up behind me that'll love it. Metroid game, he said, there's some Smash Brothers stuff, is that a, is that a new Smash Brothers game, or is that? No, it's a Tekken character, I think, being added to Smash. So it's just, is it just a DLC? I believe so. The studio that made, the developers that make uh, Neo are making a game for Square Enix and it looks, it also looks bad. So Square, Square probably had the, the worst presentation of all of E3 maybe because there was the Guardians debacle and then they announced a game that is like a prequel to Final Fantasy 1, but set in like an alternate version of that universe. And instead of a turn-based RPG, it's kind of a hack and slash made by Team Ninja, who make Neo and Ninja Gaiden. Oh, God. That game. And yeah, when I heard that first, I was like, oh, cool, I'll buy that. And then I saw the trailer and I turned it off after about 30 seconds. The character is just... The character designs are awful. The The game world is just gray it just looks what's that called brian ah it's got some ridiculously convoluted titles like edge of darkness final fantasy one and then some other title or something i don't know it's it's square enix bullshit um super convoluted and really really poor character designs and yeah i can't wait for them to someday go back to like Yoshitaka Amano kind of aesthetic for stuff and guys with guns for fists. The, the guy, the guy, the guy who did the, the guy who did the character designs for like seven and eight. Did some really nice designs, but because seven was such a hit, he went from being like a character designer to like a game director, and he's got so much clout within the company now, and he's just got the worst taste and instincts for like story and game and character design, like. Seven and eight designs, lovely. 
really nice. And then everything he's done since then has just been, he's, he's got too much free reign, it seems like. Um, but he's had loads of bad ideas and they haven't really taken back any of that kind of creative control they've given him for some reason, which is strange because people are pretty much agreed that he's got like some very bad instincts. Um, and it's, it's kind of, it's all there to see in this, this game. It's just, it's either that who likes tribal and like yeah. spikes yeah. and bleach, mm-hmm. bleach tips and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, I used to love that stuff when I was a kid in terms of like the games like bouncer and stuff and the yeah. aesthetic and the character designs. But uh, when I see it now, it's like, it's like, it was okay. It was okay. 20 years ago. And I literally mean like 20 years ago, it was fine. Because lots of Japanese stuff kind of were vibing off it as well, and it was a cool aesthetic, but uh, it's all. I would even now. I would even say the bouncer kind of still looks okay because at least it's of its time. Yes, it that's what makes I mean. Sense. Yeah, yeah. But he's still designing stuff that looks like that. Yeah, no today, bueno. and it's just it sticks. Well, I remember I was in your house with the last Final Fantasy games that came out. Remember, fifteen probably. Yeah, or yeah. Well, I wouldn't know. Fifteen or seven, or the seven remake. Depends on which one you're on. Then it was, here I am, coming like a hurricane. Yes. There was a trophy in it with that song. And I was singing that song at the time, and then it came up. So obviously, uh, I either, I don't know, I don't know what happened. I I predicted that trophy. I'm not following this conversation at all. No, that guy got completely fucking lost here. Um, I don't know what's going on. Brian was playing it and I was probably drawing or I don't know what I was doing and I was singing and I was singing that song. And then like a couple of minutes later, some trophy or unlock came in like coming like a hurricane. But they were obviously using some sort of melody from that song or something because it was stuck in my head and I was singing it. That's not how I remember. How? What, what happened? I, th- I think the trophy name probably popped up on screen and then you just started singing it. I could have it easily, yeah. Minutes, I think. Yeah, that could have been it. I think that's what it was. Could have been. Yeah, let's go with that one. It's better. Uh, I don't know if it's better. But it's, <laughs> I can't it's remember. Anyway, that's, that's, I associate the two, the two now, that song and Final Fantasy, which is... It's no bad thing. But yeah, it's probably just no one. So I, I, I guess the summation of our E3 experience is nothing really spoke to us this year. No, it was no. an awful conversation. They should have cancelled it. There was nothing to show. Trailers this week. I had a look at a new trailer for Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds in it. Um, speaking of video games. Yeah, there you go. That tied it together. I didn't realize it involved him putting on glasses to see the fact that he's in a video game world. Very much like They Live. I get that reference now because I watched They Live. Um, it's, I don't I have no real interest in that movie. There's a whole whack of other trailers that went up. But like, there's a lot of horror again, which we kind of talked about. It's kind of a seasonal thing, I guess. We're, we're post-Oscar season, post-summer blockbuster promotions. I mean, Super Deep... Uh, Great White, which is like a Jaws riff. Midnight in the Switchgrass, which is Bruce Willis' serial killer thing. That kind of caught my attention for a moment because it actually, the production value on it looked good in the trailer to begin with. And Bruce Willis has been in a lot of shite recently. I, I think he fucking lost money in a scam or something. I don't know, but like, 
it reminds me of when Kevin Bacon and Nicolas Cage started doing a whole load of shit because they lost money in the crash. Right, yeah, at the same time though, like these guys, these guys aren't always going to be on top all the time, and certainly less so as they get older, you know. Yeah, but this thing, I we should know, write I, I, a Bruce Willis project. Pitch to him. I guarantee we could write something better than the last ten movies he's been in. <laughs> I guarantee. No question. Midnight in the Switchgrass is that movie I watched. I, it what just looked like a lot mean? of. I have no idea, but it just looked like a lot of torturing women, um, chasing down a serial killer. Like there's so much tying up and strangling in the trailer. I was like, ugh, this is what pretty other, aggressive. What this, other, is, this is the stuff they're choosing to market it with. What other B-list actor is like the villain? In that probably, movie, yeah, it's probably like Josh Harnett or John Cusack or something. Um, I'd have to go and look that up. Um, I didn't recognize him. Okay. Um, I watched uh, a good thing during the week. Well, hold, hold on, let me finish the trailer rundown. Then I guess um, the other two <sighs> that I just was going to mention with your sign into the microphone. Um, Till death again, uh, a B list. Well, I say a B lister. Megan Fox movie. I haven't seen a Megan Fox movie in a long, long time. I guess she's. I don't know, I trying like, to have a resurgence. I, I like Megan Fox. I don't have an issue with Megan Fox. Um, Nobody has an issue with them. You, but you, there's pe- you don't have an issue with any of these actors. They're trying to make movies. It's just the movies aren't great. Some of them I do. Some of them I have an issue with them. The other one is um, Die in a Gunfight with awful, Alexandra awful, Daddario in awful. it. Awful, my God. That, that's, that is a person I have been rooting for. And every film she makes is, unfortunately... Not a hit. There we go. That's the kindest way I'm going to put it. I'm going to walk back. But like, this does not look good. It looks like, it looks like it's trying to do Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. But like, I couldn't even get through the trailer. The trailer was horrific. I couldn't get through the trailer. I think it was one, uh, one like it's it was so over the top. And then at one stage, uh, someone asked one of the characters in it, like, "How did you want to die?" And he was like, "In a gunfight." And it's just like, oh, like. But it looks of it, it's just like. But that's if that's the name of your movie, that's the line in your trailer that you need to end your trailer on. But there was yeah. another minute after that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's it's frustrating. I, I think there was I think there was a thing of it as well that like. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I am. I li- I like reasonable responses to things, and in the Romeo and Juliet story, they're so fucking young doing stupid things. I guess makes a sort of sense. But I was watching this, going, "These are all old enough to know better." <laughs> I don't. I don't know what sort of old guy response that is, but I was just looking at them, going, "A very one." Ah, uh, here. Ah, uh, here, Alexandra, you're old enough. You should know better. She was in a movie as well. We Summon Darkness, I think it was called. And I watched it. Um, Johnny Knoxville is in it. I think Johnny Knoxville is like a crazy preacher dude. They end up in a house. They're like kind of... You think they're like Satanists or a cult or something. It was awful. Awful. She, she, I like her. Same, I like her as well. But kind of... Sometimes I don't know why. She was great in Texas Chainsaw. What was the thing you were going to say you watched that was good this week? I watched Soulmates on Amazon. She was in Sopranos. Right. She was in Sopranos. She was great in Sopranos. Um, that was 2000. We've been, we've been big fans since <laughs> Sopranos. Yeah. Um, you know, shed a lot of promise. Yes, we. I watched Soulmates on Amazon. It's very, very good. The premise is uh, they've worked out technology that kind of you do with testing. You find out who your soulmate, your, your soulmate is. And obviously technology like that would wreak havoc on a world where people are in committed relationships, married with children, etc., etc., etc. 
so it's an anthology series. Every so you have an overarching premise, but every episode is different. Pennywise the clown is in it in an episode with uh, he was one. Tim of Curry. No. Uh, I'm ass. The the, the 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 one who can walk. Um, Excuse me. <laughs> it is fucking shot. dark. <laughs> um, this strat guy's guy, Bill Skarsgård. Yes, but uh, but um, overarching thing is basically like yeah, you find your soulmate and then kind of like. So is it a comedy or a drama? It's not a comedy. It's not really a comedy, but there is funny moments in it. Oh, actually, I did watch Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger there recently. Um, that movie's mad. But uh, where Arnold found his soulmate and it was Danny DeVito. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was. It's an interesting premise. Uh, you kind of see the scenario of how it could work out potentially if you know kind of scenarios where someone's married and they think they have a good marriage, or people are in a healthy relationship and then one of them finds their soulmate. Uh, I think it's an interesting concept. You know, would you do it? Maybe not answer that. Maybe don't answer that. <laughs> I. I. I I wouldn't do it. Put it that way. Emer and I talked about oh, it. Of course, you wouldn't. I know. No, but what, because... what, what? What's the concept? Like, what is the? What's the upside of this concept of soulmates? Like, is it just like is it a tick box next to each other that you might not like each other, or are you guaranteed to be completely simpatico? If you're in a relationship, I mean, both sides know that their soulmate is out there as well, right? Wouldn't uh-huh. they? Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. So. But, but like you know, judging from the show, it's kind of like, uh, like just because they're your soulmate doesn't necessarily mean it would work out. They fundamentally misunderstand the concept of soulmate. Yeah, it could be friends. That's not what soulmate means. You mean like how Jay and Silent Bob are soulmates? They're just two bros having a good time. But they could be soulmates, right? I think you have platonic soulmates and. No, I'm Plutonic Soulmates. I think it's a bad idea for a TV show because the concept of soulmates is... Absurd. Who hurt you, Brian? Okay, that's fair. But um, ignoring logic, which we kind of have to do with 90% of the stuff we watch... Uh, it's not even logic. It's just... it's. Yeah, it's science meets fantasy. It's like it's kind of a ridiculous thing of trying to kind of make something like soulmates a scientific equation, which is just impossible. But it does raise some interesting questions. I personally wouldn't do it because when you watch it, it's just like is it is it is it's chemistry. Chemistry has to count for something. But if you're soulmates, there's chemistry. <laughs> when you ask us, would we do it? Yes. We, Brian and I are thinking about this from the understood premise of what a soulmate is which is the perfect match a soulmate, for you a soulmate as is an like individual it's one soul and you're split in two and you're not complete until you find that other part well but we don't have chemistry what about what, what if it's like dr jack and mr hyde you know you're all namaste and blah, 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 and then you meet somebody who's like you know that's not what that's not what that's not what Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is definitely about that. They don't complete each other. Um, they do. It's like, Hulk, it's like Hulk and Bruce Banner. Have you ever seen... No. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're aware that there is a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde musical. No. No. And that Jekyll and Hyde are played by the same person with makeup split down the middle of their face. No. Sounds epic. No, and he just turns left and right to be the different person at different times. Is it very good? 
I don't know about that, but what I do know mm. is that it was played by David Hasselhoff at one point, and there is video. And yes. that is yes, that sounds pretty, intriguing. pretty fucking funny. That sounds intriguing. Um, but yeah, anyways. Is it know. though? Is it funny? Or is it just, you know... I'm not saying I'm going to go and watch two hours of it, but I'm like, saying for, for a 30-second clip that's out there, it's a It just reminds one. me of when he showed up in Guardians 2, and I'm supposed to love it because it's David Hasselhoff, and they wrote a song about him. Like, this is the most self-indulgent... Oh, because they just mentioned him, or bullshit. did he show up? He shows up. Oh, he did show up. Kurt Russell shapeshifts into him or something. And then there's a song, and then Gunn made such a big deal about, I wrote that song too, and it's like, yeah, we can tell. It sucks. Yeah, but it's just, that's just like, I hate that kind of, like when memes transcend the internet and kind of go into real life type yeah. stuff it's just like I hate that I it's, hate it's that. the same with Shatner it's just like yeah, oh I hate yeah. That like, yeah we've all laughed stuff. about it and now yeah. I'll throw it in here it's just like no when you when you put it in like that it's just it's not funny like you, you it, it's funny for different reasons and you can't just borrow it and put it in somewhere and it's like yeah. I was I was in the comic book shop the other day and uh, I was perusing as I do I like to peruse back issues moving my fingers like this people can't see this at the moment but brian and aiden can look can he's see. doing the universal uh browsing through a comic book bin action yeah yeah comic book fingering these are strong comic book fingers um, i'm not gonna say it the way aiden did that's weird but um what? nothing right i was perusing the comic book stuff and there's a few people talking and as, as people talk you know which is great um but they were saying how they were talking about Loki and they were saying like, oh, I really just want to hear Owen Wilson go, wow, 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 wow. Nobody that I've seen since the episode aired has talked. Sorry, I'll let you finish in a second. But nobody's mentioned the Bottle Rocket reference. But we'll get on back to that in a sec. One. I haven't seen Bottle Rocket. Okay. It, it seems like nobody who watched Loki has seen Bottle Rocket. So I haven't seen Bottle Rocket. Um... Brian, you can definitely get into that. But um, all I'm saying is, it's just like they were saying, like, they're just waiting for that moment and then the, it's going to be a perfect series, you know? And it's just like, probably not going to be happening. It'd be funnier. I didn't say this at the time because there was there were, there were strangers around and, 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 and I, 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 I was included in the conversation because it was like, there was not many people there to not be in Nerds. the conversation. And, uh, but I, I, I refrain from talking about it too much. But basically, uh, you know, I was thinking that it's not, I yeah, that kind of stuff is a bit cringe, I think, you know. It's like pandering to that internet culture and memes, and I think that stuff is weird. However, if they were going to do it. That's why Guardians 1 and 2 are bad. It's like, if they were going to do it, if they were going to do it, they would, uh, they would have a moment where you think Owen Wilson's going to say it, where he's just like, and you think almost, oh my God, he's going to say it, and then like Loki says it instead. That would be funny. Or if he says like, if Loki said, "Wow," and then almost is just going, "You took the words right out of my mouth." That's a that's a clever way of doing it, but I just don't necessarily want to see Owen Wilson going, "Wow, wow, 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 wow." wow. We just let's fill the rest of the, the time until let's, let's, here. let's do impressions until he comes back. Yeah, and then he has to he has to wow. listen to it and edit through it. Wow, wow. <laughs> All right, you first. Wow, I can't do it. All right, no, no, do 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 three. You get you get two warm up ones and okay. Wow. 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 
Wow. Right, Red Crashers wow. 2 is coming out. I'm excited for that. Sorry, what I is... love Red Crashers. Red Crashers 2 is coming out. Oh, God. I was asked to do a best man speech uh, for a wedding before, and I didn't know what to do, and I literally was just going to do this, do it, do it, do it. A little spiel from the wedding crashers because I thought it was like nobody would remember it. But when I said it to Eva, she she was like, "That's that's that, what, what, what she was like. What's that from?" I was like wedding crashers, like you can't do it. No, you you can't. But it was just it's about like idea. you complete each other. You found your one, blah, blah blah. But it's a weird thing. It's a weird speech because realistically, he's talking about himself and another woman as opposed to the writing room. Yeah, don't do that. I'll, I'll save it. You know, maybe actually it kind of ruins my plan to use it at a wedding. It's not actually. Say that. Say it at your own wedding. I could say it at my own wedding for the crack. Yeah. Yeah, I probably, there you go. Yeah, I probably would. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Because yeah. The Wedding Crashers is a great movie. I, you know, I, I kind of hate saying stuff like that now because some of those movies that I really liked when I was younger and stuff, if you look back at them, some of it, some of it's, some of it's not great. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah. Not uh, a fan of that whole genre of decade of comedy that we got in that style. I like it. Wouldn't, I like a lot of it. Wouldn't be my thing. Um, I don't know. What, what comedy movies do we have now? Do people still make comedy movies? No. They don't it's really joy, do they? It's a joyless time. Yeah, yeah. There's no comedy. Yeah, I haven't watched a comedy. Everybody's too woke and everybody's too afraid of getting cancelled. And I don't believe a word of the last two things I just said there. Yeah, Brian was just uh, confirming his beliefs that everybody's too woke and afraid Everybody's of too cancelled. woke and people need to stop cancelling people because they're they're putting people we'll have no people left we'll have no people left we'll have no people left people won't even be able to joke and I'm I'm just I've had it up to here I'm I'm scared I'm scared I'm scared I I can't even I can't even open my mouth because some woke some woke person wants to cancel me they could and I and I don't understand them and they're they must be wrong. We could all we, we could already understand. be cancelled, and we could not. We're already cancelled. We would we we've been stealth banned, and we don't even know it. Yeah. Hey guys, can you interact with these? Because uh, we uh, we think we've been shadow banned. So <laughs> yeah. If yeah. You see these? Can you interact? Let us know. Because, uh, share, share with your friends. Like subscribe. We've, we've been, been shadow banned. Yeah. Really. Shadow uh, banned. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. of the. I'm sick the, of being oppressed by snowflakes. Ah, oh, don't even get me started. On the impression by snowflakes. Uh, this, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. This, wow. This, this segment of the podcast. Has I'm been... so glad I don't have to edit this. <laughs> no, I know. This is all staying in here, though. You know that. This should all stay in. It, it is. Yeah. Absolutely stay in. Um, I did see... It's like jazz. It's freeform jazz. We're just... Uh... Speaking of freeform jazz. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Eben and I were talking the other day. About jazz? No, not at all. What? Brian, stay focused. Not. Stop. Swine. Ill cultured. Um, swine. Um, jazz is too sporadic for me. It feels like an anxiety tipping over the edge of a table about to fall over. Oh, God, I love jazz. God, it's insane. It's intense music for, for nice. insane, life loving people. I can't do it. It's too intense. Don't know about that. Don't know about that, but I do like jazz. Jazz is. Um, <laughs> Jazz. But um, we were talking about, I don't know what we were talking about exactly, but Emer was saying uh, uh, growing up she had unconventional crushes, we'd say, right? Right. Nothing wrong with them, unconventional. Steve Buscemi. Pardon? 
Steve Buscemi. No, Warwick Davis. Okay. Uh, Gimli. Okay. And Jaws. Right. Not the shark. Well, okay. Yeah. That's that's the spectrum right there. Yeah, and that when she said Jaws, I was like, the shark. I was like, that. I, I, to, to be honest, I if, if it was the shark, I would have just been like, okay, fine, cool. But uh, yeah, full full spectrum there. Um, I like Beverly Mitchell, Lucy from Seventh Heaven. Where do you go when the world don't treat you right? The answer is home. Enough, enough, enough. Yeah, he fucking enough. And uh, oldest girl in the Brady Bunch. Sixties show or comedy film? I thought it was the same person. Okay, <laughs> they did a great job casting that one. Right, that is that Ben Stiller's wife. Are you talking about the oh, comedy then? It could be the comedy one, but yeah, that could be Ben yeah. Stiller's wife. No, I was talking about both of them. I thought it was the same person. Okay, yeah. but which? And I always got confused how they did that. But which one did Stiller's wife played the oldest daughter? Then didn't she though? In the comedy movie, yeah. But if you think it's both of them, then you think it was her in the possibly. Like, what, what I'm saying is, if if you think it's both. Which one do you, if you think they're the same person, which one do you actually think is, like, who do you picture in your head? Do you picture Ben Stiller's wife or do you actually picture the actress? I mix, thing? I mix the both. I you think. interchange them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think All probably right. more the, the, the actress from the TV show. Because there was, there was a there the was, TV show. Okay. But there was, there was, there was a black and white one at one stage, was there? And then there was a colored one. I don't remember. I thought there was two versions of it. That's just, you know, as the series progressed, it became color. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyways. I just want to say that I got very, very uncomfortable when you said colored instead of <laughs> color version. <laughs> I was like, what? Where's this going? Just for, he, he, he yeah, I, got, I was like, okay. what? What the fuck? No, I meant like the, the only color way, version. Yeah, the only way. Not, not, got not, colored in, it colored. It got colored. <laughs> like, here's a John, I colored. It's oh, I know, colored but, now. I know, but yeah. Uh, that's why I'm cancelled, sure. isn't it? That's why you got shadow banned. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, I like the Rascals. That was like another show where it was just like I watched the probably the black and white version, and then watched the colorized version. Brian colorized. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were still talking about crushes. <laughs> you were gonna tell me <laughs> no, the crush I, on the little rascals. No, I was talking about the little rascals. <laughs> We need to back out. Nobody was attractive in the Little Rascals. Nobody was attractive in the Little Rascals. The dog was cute. Uh, Let's not even go there, guys. This uh, Brevity Mitchell uh, was Lucy from Seventh Heaven, and uh, which which I admit, like I don't anymore, and I don't see it anymore. They weren't they weren't particularly strong attractions, but like, uh, yeah. Sorry for the interruption there. Uh, like I jumped off last week as well, and I guess for the listeners, um, like I'm looking after my dad. He's not well; hasn't been for the last six months. He's sort of bed bound, and yesterday he was trying to turn over, and he pulled on the radiator beside his bed, and just yanked the radiator He's off the wall. Plenty strong. Plenty He's got strong. Your old food. He's got his all. Yeah, it's a, it's all a fucking um, prestige like trick. Um, <laughs> the real him is off somewhere having an affair with Scarlett Johansson. He's he's like the father from uh, Willy Wonka, Chocolate Factory. Don't say Seventh Heaven, thank you. <laughs> no, don't um, say that, Jesus Christ. So, like, I genuinely uh, thought you might. There's always a chance. Sorry, Aiden. That's a 
whole lot of tangenting. I'm I'm sorry. Um, if you like tangents, wait till you get the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, also, this week I watched May Martin's Feel Good series on Netflix. I think that was a Channel Four show to begin with. And it's just made its way over to Netflix. I'm not sure what degree Netflix was involved in the second series. But they do flag Channel 4 as part of season 1 anyway. I was kind of happy to see it. Because I remember watching the Comedians of the World specials when they launched that thing probably two years ago. Now or a year and a half ago now. And I, I just let it play. You know, there's so many different comedians from so many different places on there. And obviously if I if I didn't speak the language I wasn't necessarily watching that one as closely. But... Um, I did enjoy uh, because I have no idea what's going on. You know, um, some titles. Not while I'm working. Who's the sexic now yet? Fuckhead. <laughs> um, the May Martin one Check stood me. out to me. I mean, I, I mean, I have been ruined. Wow. I've been destroyed by it. <laughs> wow. I, uh, I watch everything with subtitles. I have to. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm. Oh yeah, probably. I'm deaf. I'm a little bit deaf. Oh. Yeah, I've always had problems with my ears, and then I get them checked and tell me it's fine, but it's just like I can't hear things. So she had a half-hour special two years ago, and I remember it standing out because her life seems a bit. Because mental. you've got the same bad Midler fetish fantasy. Don't so pretend I like you don't. Suggested that Brian and Kevin have a look at it, just because you could kind of get everything that happens in the two series of the show from that half hour special. I don't know which, I don't know if one led to the other. Brian, you watched the half hour. What did you think of it? It's like a 30 minute talk. It's a pretty weak stand up set. God, we, we don't, maybe don't say that. These, these are two hour talks sometimes, an hour and a half talks. We're guilty of the same thing. Yeah, but it's supposed to be a stand up set. Like, given that, like, I had to put it on three times because it wasn't sinking in at all. And from what I gathered, she's been doing, like, she's still pretty young, but she's been doing stand-up from a quite a young age. And her craft isn't that tight, given that there's so many great people out there that have been doing it from a young age. And you kind of know that a lot of what they do is because they were doing it from a young age. And... I thought it was pretty amateur. Ooh. I won't I won't label it amateur. I watched it again and I went, I didn't laugh much. But I found her story interesting. I've seen stand-up live a few times. And I think it's rare to get a set that isn't where they're trying new material or isn't where they're just doing the stuff they know that works. It's rare to get it when it's at that kind of high level where you haven't heard the jokes yet but it's it's pretty tight so i'm pretty critical of a lot of stand-up anyway for stuff then that is in a recorded special i'm just used to it being a lot less loose and tighter that there's a lot of stuff i've talked about this with like my brother before where so much of stand-up is just saying it in a particular tone of voice so people know that that's a joke there and then giving them the time to laugh without ever actually saying anything funny. It's literally just the cadence, the rhythm, and then the pause that most people who've paid to see a show, even if they haven't paid to see a show, they're just there, they know what they're in for. And people 
people laugh to let you know that they understood something. And it's a fake laugh. That's not to say that it's, it's a fake laugh in that it doesn't mean that it's disingenuous or not kind of, it's like, I get that and I liked it, but it's not a genuine laugh. And that, that's not a criticism. That, that's, that's a kind of a science. People have a kind of a fake laugh to let you know that, oh, I understood that. Yeah, whatever. I'm with you. And a lot I'm of the laughs. this encounter. Yeah, a lot of the laughs that people do are because they're just communicating that, oh, I understand there was a joke there and I understand this pause is for me to fill it with, with the sound. And that's not just her set. That's a lot of stand-up comedy with with the exception of like you know michelle wolf and dave chappelle who've been the kind of biggest names i've seen live i guess you know um but everybody else that i've ever seen it's kind of this thing where it's just like here's the setup here's the rhythm here's the cadence and here's where you laugh and people laugh and that's what a lot of the set felt like it just kind of felt like a person telling a story for 30 minutes likable but not particularly we're very very critical people Right, yeah. whether or not we're informed and correct in our criticisms, whether or not we're just smug arseholes, whatever. I'm just leaving all that room for any listener that wants to call us assholes. Um, we're very critical of the the stuff we're watching, and especially comedy. We you we've watched a whole slew of comedy specials and gone to live stand up and this that and the other. And the best, best, best stuff is so honed before it ever gets in front of a yeah, camera. Yeah, like I'll say I'll say this: most of the stuff I've seen live, I don't like. I would say 99%. And I guess watching this, I kind of expected a kind of a tightly crafted special where it was actually more like uh, a 30 minute set that they would do on a normal night yeah. as opposed to being, I'm well aware that the, the stuff we see that's an hour long is like super tightly constructed after a year on the road, you know, so yeah. it's not fair to compare it in that way. Um, yeah. I guess I should have watched it more in the mind of this is me going to a club and seeing this person yeah. for the first time. So well, I've been a bit harsh. But I don't think you have either because this, this show Comedians of the World, I don't know if this is the uh, actual intent of this show on Netflix, but they're half-hour specials for comedians that a lot of us haven't heard of in the same yep. global sense that we've seen elsewhere. It really does feel like a proving ground for personalities yep. that then get grown out especially the of the world concept because i've seen amazon doing this as well where they do a laugh out loud or last one laughing is a sort of uh, reality show for comedians and you can see that on amazon but you see last one laughing australia last one laughing new zealand last one laughing spain last one laughing england last one laughing like amazon just franchised this really simple concept for a reality show and just did it fucking everywhere and at the end of it you've got a cream of a crop of talent to develop tv or develop shows with and i do think that's what this comedians of the world thing is for um but i guess part of why i suggested you have a look at it is because i was going to talk about the show and really everything that happens over two seasons is touched on in that half hour special she started she was a privileged kind of sheltered little nerdy kid in Canada who had an obsessive kind of personality who got into comedy very young got introduced to drugs went off the rails and into rehab very very young got into weird and abusive relationships with people twice her age um, and uh, like gay relationships with people that were still closeted you know, two years, I think she said she lived with somebody who wouldn't 
uh, are we you know, misgendering them as well outside also? the house i know in the show now they, they identify think... as non-binary but i think i think we're talking in the we're talking we're about talking it about in the, the we're talking about it kind of the stand-up yeah 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 I, I whereas now saying. yeah now I, I do believe now they they are identify as non-binary, non-binary. Yeah, yeah so we should probably yeah check ourselves yeah i think yeah. at the time of the episode i don't think they necessarily identified a certain way but now they yeah. do so it's just i've, yeah. I've kind of caught myself there so. yeah well no it's, it's but that's like that's fine that's the whole point of it dude you know like realistically like you're ca- well you're cancelled and i'm sorry about that but it's uh it's uh, <laughs> we're shadow banned we, shadow even banned. we've decided where yeah. we've been shadow banned yeah. and that's why that's why uh, and if you watch feel good may martin does go through that arc over the two seasons where they deal with their pronouns and how they want to identify and it does arrive at a sort of non-binary position. The show is good. I like May Martin. I, I like the energy and bug-eyed stare. It, 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 I do find it very funny. Um, if I was to watch this thing one, one episode a week, I wouldn't stick with it. But it's one of those Channel 4 type of shows where, or British sort of sitcoms where there's 20-minute episodes, six episodes. If you kind of just binge it all, it's a, it's a good, fun ride. Mm-hmm. Um, Lisa Kudrow's in it as well um, Charlotte Charlotte Ritchie it's a good cast it's a fun show um, for you Kev like I would say throw it on while you're working that sort of scenario you know mm-hmm. just while you're drawing away in on your couch mm-hmm. that's what I did you know it does boil down to you can get the whole story in that 30 minute yeah. special yeah. but it's it's a good show well made and it's worth a watch is Bette Midler in season two? Bette Midler doesn't... Well, they do make mention of the Bette Midler memorabilia in her childhood bedroom at one point. But the fantasy, does, the fantasy doesn't come true. Is this, a, is this a sitcom? Okay. Did, did, uh, what would you call it? Or is it like, yeah, is it like Seinfeld it where it's mixed with stand-up? Uh, it's a single camera dramedy. Is it like... Um, around a stand-up club? Okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay, fair, cool. I'll watch it. Anyway, that's Feel Good and May Martin. Um, I enjoyed it. I'm watching a TV show at the moment on Amazon. Uh, it's presented by Bear Grylls, but it's basically the world's toughest race eco challenge in Fiji. Is that the title of it? Yeah. and uh, The world's like, toughest race. Yes, and it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. 60 teams of you know kind of obviously experienced or the world's best you know people have done like 50 iron men and iron man challenges or whatever it is and you know all that kind of stuff and uh teams of four and they're all going through this like horrific bloody fucking race um it's 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 just brutal this there's rafting there's swimming there's cycling there's like obviously walking but it's like walk walk 58 kilometers to this place raft for 72 kilometers uh through river rapids or whatever and um, they they go on like two or three hours of sleep every like two or three days uh it's just i do that every day it's not brutal. a big deal brutal walking to the fucking hill bride with the dog after not sleeping properly isn't the same thing it's the same thing so is it like um, the amazing race where if you don't make a checkpoint by the end of the episode you're eliminated and the teams whittle down over time yes I'm not seeing that but it's exactly like that okay but um, it's just phenomenal like there's the uh, we're like maybe say one or two episodes in or two episodes three episodes in uh, New Zealand they're all 
uh, older people. And uh, they're just phenomenal what they do, you know. And um, one guy, there's a, there's a group of guys uh, called the Stray Dogs. And uh, they're kind of coming last at the moment. But they're also like kind of, the youngest might be like 63 or 64 or something. They're like, in their, they're in their late 60s. And they would normally kind of do the race with one of their friends. But one of their friends can't do it because he has Alzheimer's. But he's doing the race with his son because he has Alzheimer's and it's kind of the last chance he'll ever get to do something like this with his son. And it's just it's just incredible, you know? Like, like as, like, you know, you're talking about guys in there who are, like, even the New Zealand, uh, the, the people on the New Zealand team and stuff, but it's just older people doing this stuff. And it's just like, I'm 33 and I couldn't, I couldn't even do this now. Like, like so, I couldn't even, hold on. like, Can... I struggle to, to walk around Holt or something. <laughs> Can you, um, yeah, I'm, the lockdown has not been good to me. I walked down to Leary, walked back up, and I'm huffing. Yeah. Did, explain the format to me here again, right? Is it? Did you say there's 60 teams? I think there's something like 60 teams. 60 teams. So is it broken into, like, heats? Like, are there 10 teams in New Zealand whittling no. down to one? 10 teams? No. In, like, how do they get from... No. Is everybody in New Zealand? Uh, they have cut-off points, so you have to get, like, kind of... You might have to get the checkpoint three by four o'clock, and if you don't, you're out, you know, that kind of way. That's the only thing, because sometimes people are literally, like, rafting, doing the whole way, the whole, like, say, circle of the island, coming back to the raft and going to the next island, when other people are just arriving at the island. Is each episode self-contained? No, 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 no. So, like, it's, it's, it's focusing on these teams as to progress through this this race obviously as teams whittle down focus was will kind of switch to other teams if you get me but at the moment you know what these shows are always the same they always focus on certain people certain elements and then like that kind of changes as a, as the show carries on because people come more to the f- forefront you know but um it's really it's it's crazy stuff like but like i don't know how the fuck they do it honestly like some of them like like they i don't know how to do it they want to see for days you know and then, like, they're just constantly moving. Constantly moving. One guy was over Reality TV. No, but I see, I, I think this is more of a case of there's this is the race going on, and then these guys are filming it, but I'm not too sure. Because uh, these guys have done these, these guys have done these, uh, these people have done these races. Like, some of them would have done them, like, oh, 93, and 95, and 96. Uh, this is a thing that they do. You should watch the Barclay Marathon. That's a documentary, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I think I've heard That's of bonkers. that. That's bonkers. Supposedly one of the supposedly one of the toughest ultra marathons there is. Um, when I heard about it, when I was watching the documentary, I was like, "That doesn't sound that hard." It sounds like a regular old, regular old marathon. Um, it's not especially secretive, but it's not particularly well publicized. To end, to enter, it's something like. I think it's something like 10 bucks to enter and you have to send a shirt and like a license plate from your your state or something like that and it's i think it's like five laps around a park in tennessee or something um but effectively the first three you do in kind of one direction and then the last two you kind of flip directions and then you flip back and you have to collect a page from a book at each checkpoint. So each time you come around, you have to have like these pages from the book so that they know you've gone the whole route. And it doesn't really sound that hard when you kind of like 
know about ultra marathons and what people do, but there are people who do ultra marathons that do this and can't complete it. And it's, it's insane. Is it the terrain or is it the complexity it's the of terrain. the path? Yeah. It's, it's largely the terrain. It's cold. Um, it's cold. You got to do it within 60 hours. So it's a hundred miles. You got to do a hundred miles in 60 hours. But again, th- like considering that people do ultra marathons in the Sahara, you'd kind of go, if somebody's done the Sahara, then surely they, they can do this thing. And they can't is the thing. It's crazy. I remember seeing, um, I think the race is called Tough Guy. It was before Tough Mudder took off, you know, as a sort of branded thing. But there was this guy that ran this race in a field in the UK somewhere. Um, I remember thinking about doing it one time, but they they broadcast it. And it was like, a, I, we watched the guy who was in the lead. Now, he was just crazy good distance runner he got way out ahead from the very beginning like the guy was just um just very very fucking good but he was one of these distance runners that was like low low body weight low body fat um like a stick of a man and just near the end of it maybe five kilometers left or, or even less like maybe like a kilometer left he had been wading through water for so long at that point and was so cold he got out and just kind of started walking in circles like just did not know where he was and you were watching this kind of like tortoise and the hare scenario where this guy was set up to win and then just started going kind of the wrong direction because he was in a kind of hypothermic daze and like eventually he just locked back in and finished the race but like it was mad to watch the toll that sort of thing can take on you. If you if you were running one of those races, say right, and you were coming second, but like the person who was coming first was way ahead of you. But by the time you were kind of coming towards the finish line, they were falling. They were like, legs were going to jelly and blah blah. Would you would you help them up and finish the race with them, or would you just run past them and come first? I think I would help them. We've seen enough videos of of the the um the sort of spirit of this sort of distance race where a leader is is going to shit. Now, if he's just puffed out and kind of walking, I'm running straight past him. But nah, if, he's if he's trying he's, his fucking best to like, scramble if forward, yeah, if then like yeah, I'm, I'm doing and the... Falling and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I... I there's I'm, other people to help him with that, there. though. Yeah, I would... I'd well. leave him because... To be, I'd leave him or her because to be fair, right? Like, your approach was different than their approach. If their approach was the same as yours... Yeah they potentially would have been in a situation or you I've, I've seen enough stuff. videos of the of the help the guy over the line thing where I'd feel like a complete asshole if I didn't they're weak they're weak people yeah no you're not you're not an asshole you shouldn't feel like an asshole you feel like you're a weak person number one doesn't fucking give it away for anything I'm helping him to the finish line and I'm stepping over it marginally ahead of him nah it's a loser thing to do <laughs> I could easily do. I could walk 160 kilometers in 60 hours, though. This is the thing. These I'd, people run this race. I'd run it. Like, I'd run back. I, I, this I, is I, what I'm I, saying. It's like it. This must be. This must be even harder than we suspect because. No, I like I said, I could run two kilometers. This is what I'm saying. Like I, 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 I've never run 10k in my life, but I could easily walk 160 kilometers in 60 hours. No problem. You, you could, you could, you could, yeah. You, no problem. You That's what I'm saying. Like these people run this race. You could walk 160 kilometers in, in 60, 60 hours. hours. 
Definitely. What's that? What's that? I don't know. Let's I do the maths. Three. I could do it. I've walked 30 kilometers in two a and a half of kilometers an hour. Easily. I could do that. See, not stupid. Hmm. Um, you could do what? Two, two kilometers an hour, Brian. That was Aiden just said. 2.6. That's like from here to where I work. Two kilometers an hour. I mean, people run 10Ks in an hour. Yeah, people people do like, you'd walk about... So, I, people I walk, run 10Ks in 45 minutes. I walk two, I walk two kilometers in like... like this minutes. is what I'm saying is pe- people run this race. There's a 60 hour time limit and people can't finish it. But it must but be brutal. You're, not, must you're be brutal. not talking about... Like we're thinking about walking. This is a very different path for this podcast. Um, we're talking about walking, you know, stepping out your I front door and walking do down the road. No, You're not talking about uphill, down dale, and knee high. I mud. go up. I go uphill and downhill all day. God, I. Do you do it in knee high mud and freezing water? Who cork floods, freezing water. Well, look, also, cork the, floods. The, the, these these distance races tend to be crazy terrain, right? Especially if it's. Bit of bramble. Bit of fun. bramble. Um, uh, to be just fair, don't wear I, shorts. I whip, I've been with Brian in, in Cork and my God, he just walks everywhere and it's not cute. <laughs> <laughs> I am a slow walker. It, it doesn't appear. Oh, I, did, I did run, I ran Helen back a few years ago oh, with somebody who had never done a distance run before and he... He tried to prepare for the cold by wearing two pairs of trackies. And the first thing they do is run you through a fucking pond. So in the first hundred meters, he had two pairs of cotton tracksuit bottoms that were sopping wet, oh, hanging off him. Man, not good. You have to also expect your body heat is going to go up anyways. You know what I mean? You don't know overheat either. But uh, It's not good. Sh- not good. So the show is... Ooh, toughest race this, New Zealand yeah. no world's Fiji. toughest race yeah world's Fiji. toughest race what was it called world's toughest race eco challenge Fiji eco challenge I think is a real thing and they're basically fit them in it okay um, check it out check out the Barkley marathons um, that's a documentary that's been around for five years maybe yeah it point. was on Netflix it sounds interesting I'm not sure where it is now but it is definitely worth the watch look like I said I, I heard about this and I was just going how can they do it yeah <laughs> obviously it's it's ridiculously hard but well when I first heard about it I was like how can this be that hard and then yeah I'm just looking at it now I think only the full five loop race has been completed 18 times by 15 runners as of 2021 this thing started in the 80s I think and it's only been only 15 people have completed it what is so, the distance it's a hundred miles of thereabouts, but it's the it's the terrain true, and true like ba- brambles like true yeah, bramble though, like this thing you're forgetting bit Don't of bramble like. <laughs> yeah. fair play to people. Yeah, look, I, really I, I got lost coming down a mountain, right, and that shit was tough. I got lost in fair. There was no there was no trail there. These people are running on a trail. I have no Come sense on. of direction, so I could. I got turned around in Arnett's one time, and I couldn't find the way back out. That's very to... easily done. It's split level all over the shop. Come on. Yeah, Arnott's is confusing. Yeah, I mean you can you can get up to the toilets, no problem. Let's do let's do an let's do an ultra marathon in Arnott's. Arnott's Arnott's makes me feel uncomfortable. 
because it, the Arnie marathons uh, it, it kind of exasperates my it's a, it's uh, a liminal space lack of direction mm-hmm Boycott. You're you know, dyspraxia and you're when dyslexia. you're trying to find your way out to wigwam, but you end up looking at the Jervis Center. And it's like I got turned around again. Well, like I'm useless. I'm really bad. Uh, I got lost in Fairview and I went for like a 20 minute walk. Got completely turned around, and then when we came out and realized where I was, I was so shocked. I felt like we were just walking straight for 20 minutes, but we did an entire loop. I have no sense of direction. It's awful. Hell, <laughs> we got, we got, we got lost in the conversation. Um, yeah. Loki, did you all watch Loki this week? I did, child. I did. I most certainly did. Yeah, yes. We're doing accents now for the next 10 minutes, me and Kev. Yep. Accents. And we're going to change. It's going to be so inconsistent. Yeah. So, don't love. Up. Don't We're already cancelled anyway, so it doesn't matter. Shadow Band. Shadow Band, yes. Not yet cancelled. Not yet cancelled. Shadow Band. When that should probably, be the name of the you podcast. Did say that, uh, Not yet cancelled. Loki's good. Do we like this episode of Loki? I did, yeah. Um, I, I went and got a, a good screen grab of that cityscape that people, uh, that Brian especially was saying looked great and I hadn't looked at. Well, I didn't say it looked great. I just said, you know, I think maybe. Was impressive, it's... right? No. No? Just, no, you said the line, you were saying the show didn't sell the line for you. And I was saying, I get what they were referring to i thought you were right. saying that why is he so impressed because he's been to nidavellir and all these places and i was yeah. saying yeah but it's 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 so much more vast and without magic it's not that i found it impressive myself it's just it's not the same as those spaces i think okay i i went and i did have a, a look at it and there's definitely depth in the like the geometry and what they've built into that space i think what i needed was like a slower reveal and pull back from it to get a sense of the size of it rather than just yeah like, it's it just, just goes like bang yeah. and it's like you know like yeah. if he had been walking down the street that slowly pulled up and pulled back and pulled back and pulled back and we see how huge it is get a sense of the depth of it the um, depth the depth what the tva is it uh, yeah the the world that they're in like um i was talking to somebody who was suggesting perhaps there was a degree of procedural generation to create that geometry i don't know that would be that would be interesting if they're like if visual effects artists have reached a point where they're like procedurally generating cityscapes in a like you know oh, they definitely are I would say yeah what does that mean? I'd love to see a VFX breakdown with that where where it's sort of you know there's there's a what a, a, maybe a library of a language of what a building looks like cornices windows that sort of thing and then they just set it to replicate and it creates variety and world and builds a city uses maps in an automated to fashion. draw it instead of somebody doing it by hand yeah okay so sort of self-perpetuating landscape but the episode itself episode two we're into loki starting the, the other variant um i i like the clock beautiful miss minutes yeah um yeah i was kind of happy to see that that was back you know it was yeah. like i didn't think it would be anything more than the cartoon thing that's there to stay yeah i think it's great like i love some of the stuff you don't get marvel. tara strong just for two episodes this is true i think it's i think it's great um that uh marvel do this stuff you know what i mean i guess i like, just fuck mm. it do it why not it's a fun idea somebody was looking at um so they, they sent out a lot of merch to a whole bunch of different peoples. I saw some of it online Not in us. various places. Um, we're fine with that. We love you, Marvel, just the way you are. We don't need anything from you. I need stuff um, from Marvel. Yeah, send me stuff. Send Aiden nothing. Thirsty He's undeserving of your love, but I would like some love. Please. 
Well, the clock... <sighs> Miss Minutes' face is broken up into 16 subdivisions, which is like, that's not an unusual breakdown for clocks. Um, I guess they work day or a 34-hour <sighs> day in... Time is irrelevant. The time TVA? is octal. Um, time is shadow band. Octal time. Octal time is shadow band. The episode opens with a with a squad of Minutemen getting taken out at a Ren Fair. Um, to, is it, I need a hero? Holding out for a hero, is that Bonnie Tyler? Mm-hmm. How, how kind of annoyed do you think the sound mixer or the editor or the director was when the Masters of the Universe trailer came out like a week before them? Oh. Just like, Mother, Mother Wasn't it in the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer as well? Game the video game. Yeah. It was, yeah. It? it was, yeah, yeah. It's having are they a moment. All, are they doing the fucking sound mix? It's in the, in the same studio or something? Like, the Loki episode opens with the assault on the Minutemen. Loki takes a hostage for the first time, as or the Loki variant takes a hostage and the time reset charges again. We then meet Loki, who is now a what, almost like a trainee caseworker in the TVA he gets given his own little uniform um, and goes off to uh, see where the assault happened he then uh, gets to read up about the actions of the Loki variants and determines that to hide in the timeline and not be visible to the TVA that they must be hiding in apocalyptic scenarios where whatever they do wouldn't have an effect anyway because everybody there would be eliminated that allows them to chase Loki to a hurricane that's going to wipe a building off the face of the earth so they go to that building Uh, a little bit of argy-bargy ensues Loki fights Loki and then uh, the two Lokis run away through a Rick and Morty style portal right before that Loki bombs the timeline also and that's going to be an interesting thing curious to see what the um what the repercussions are of that um i really enjoyed the episode uh hiddleston's having fun God, I, I literally just i literally just watched the last 10 minutes before we got on here mm. did loki go through the portal abandoning the yeah. tva yeah mm-hmm. oh so he sided with the other loki i don't think we he don't sided with nah, them but he's 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 more interested in it basically He's he's going to see what's up. Yeah. I think he is enamored with the concept of the TVA as a more superior power than him or anything he's dealt with to that point. So I think he saw an opportunity to um, chase up the mission. Why why let the person you're chasing go? I'm sure they'll find him as a variant. All he has to do is cause a little bit of time variation and the TVA will come and find him, you know? True, yeah. Um, This is six, six episodes, right? Yeah. And we're two episodes in. I mean, it's yeah. I I love it so far. Like it's it's good fun. Tom Edison's great. Owen Wilson's great. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, the Loki variant and what she gets up to. You know, mm-hmm. does she look great? Really, really cool. I I saw people guessing that perhaps that's not Loki. It's the Enchantress, and that is only down to the concept of she's blonde. No, but and the name the name the name is Sylvie. The name is Sylvie. Sylvie, Where have you got yeah. a name? So in the file that they're looking at at one point, the name is Sylvie, Sylvie Laffy's daughter. 
instead oh. of Loki Lafison. And then in the, I think it's in the Spanish credits at the end for the voice actress. In all the other credits, the character is listed as the variant. But I think in the Spanish one, they're cast, they're credited as Sylvie. And Sylvie is the name of one of the enchantresses, the one created by Loki. So that's where it's coming from. Okay, fair enough. All right. Okay. Then that suddenly lends a little I more. I mean, either way. Either way. Substance to it. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, though. Because, like, I liked them just following the sort of, you know, Lady Loki variant the, the gender fluidity of the character that is present in the comic books is present in Norse mythology. But maybe it seems like a... Sorry, I was just going to say, maybe it's a case of like that variant is actually Loki, but when she comes to Loki's timeline, for example, uh, because say if it ends and she's actually in the in the MCU timeline, uh, she's not going to want to go by like Lady Loki or Loki. She's going to yeah, be like... No, the, the, the MCU Enchantress. version of Enchantress might be... Lady Loki. Lady Loki, Loki. Lady yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you see when Loki was at the desk, like reading the jet ski magazine and talking to Miss Minutes, there's like a, a quiz on the monitor beside him? No, no. Did you see that? I can't remember what it is, but it's something like, it, it's like a time paradox continuity quiz. And it's something like if Thanos has no apples and he wants an apple and he goes in time to get an apple, like what of these three outcomes would happen? But it's a funny Easter egg that they... They took the time to, but it's, it's funny that they used Thanos to, for for the purpose of a yeah yeah a maths problem, but like a, a time maths problem. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Story. It's funny to me that watching these shows, the audience is crawling over them for yeah. hints and clues and Easter eggs, and I don't even. I do mean, that. I guess that I guess they layer a lot of like to the point that somebody said sixth. 16th of June in an American calendar as opposed to... Yeah, 616. 616. So, Earth 616, the Marvel Cinematic Universe continuity. It it touches on the multiverse stuff. That's... I mean, in many ways, yeah, that's literally 616, but did they do that on purpose? They definitely didn't plan that. Yeah, there's... So it's just a because they moved these yeah they moved these premieres to a Wednesday but it's, it's fun though only recently it's fun um, maybe they so did though it's weird that the audience is just playing this ludicrous maybe that's why they moved hunt. it to Wednesdays like why else move it to Wednesdays though I don't know wait what what because if they move it to Wednesdays it's what that that episode would have arrived on oh I get you. 616 yeah. June 16th as the multiverse oh wow that's breaks very, apart yeah I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they're that. If if these people, even though they're Porter Harrison souls in these projects, if they're even that invested, I think like fans enjoy their stuff and let them run with it and stuff. But I just don't think these people are actually that invested. These people. It is I their mean, job. I, like I mean, you know. <laughs> so, did you take note of any of the timeline points that started to diverge? Yes. What have you got in your list there, or what were they? Uh, everything. <laughs> Vormir, Nilfheim, like everything. Yeah, all of, L- all of the points that they, they said were affected by a reset bomb. Like, Vormir is... Vormir is where the Soul Stone was, right? I, I do believe that they showed in the trailer that it shows Loki sitting next to Lady Loki and they're having a chat. And I wonder, is that where she's headed in the portal and that they're going to have a chat in Vormir next? 
kind of maybe explain their motives. Maybe. What's Vormir? Vormir is where the soul stone was where Natasha died. Where are the Red oh, Skulls? Okay, yeah. How do you remember this stuff? My God. Is that going to set Red Skull free if they bombed something in... Or Black Widow free. Vormir. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. yeah. Um, Black Widow, actually, speaking of Black Widow, I read an article... Or well, article is a loose term. It was, it was something. I glanced at a tweet. I glanced at well, I, I, I did read it, but it was, it was. I did a double take on a listicle. It was on a lad bible, but um, which is, uh, what they call it, journalism at its finest, uh, and there was just a Carrie Johansson was basically saying how the Black Widow could be, uh, brought back, or the rights go to Black Widow. Yeah, I don't I don't want them to bring back Black Widow. I think what they're doing in the movie is a perfect setup for Florence Pugh to take over the role. Um cuz Scarlett's been doing it for a decade at this point. Um she has been underserved. She should have had a film a long time ago. They could have done a lot more with the character. Famously Whedon kind of uh very two-dimensionalized the the value of her as a person. But you know, we we are where we are in the narrative. The character sacrificed herself for the sake of the universe. I think if you just start undoing that sort of shit left, right, and center, um, I just I think I like uh, repercussions. If they if they want to make Black Widow movies, they have her entire existence as a spy for the last twenty five to thirty years to play with. You know, back when she was ten. Um, but how is it going to connect to the rest of the MCU then, Aiden? But it doesn't have to, Brian. Of course it does. Not done. That's what the fans want. So you could have a run-in with Omega Red, and then Omega Red could just show up in another movie somewhere. Also, they, you can you can make a whole Black Widow series that takes place in the mid-early two thousands or the five-year gap, um, and great fun. But then, but how's that going to set up game. the next movies? Or if there's a multiverse, you could just have like a. It's got to set up the next movies all of the time, every time. So people won't go see it. There was there was a. Cast, Do we like Marvel? There was a casting that uh, speculated that they had casted Namor for Black Panther two. Wasn't it Namor? Yeah, Namor. I say Namor. Namor. You say Namor. It's it is definitely one of those words like. I, I when I read it I was like the submariner the submariner um, yeah um, it's one say, of those words say, that you read the first time and you say it one way or the other oh yeah it's like it's like keys quays where what, what's on the quays um, mm. as a country person you're not you're not you're not necessarily aware that it's pronounced keys over quays when you come over here up for here first you know it's a common mistake we make I'm fine. just trying to realize I'm trying to work out which quays you're talking about Quays, as in the keys. Oh, like in in the city by the river, like yeah, where Forbidden Planet is. Yeah, and Games Workshop. Yeah, and um, uh, other nerd things. You know the keys. The keys. Yeah. Okay. The quays. Um. So the so they're they're talking about setting up a Namor, but who is that? Just supposition. Like, did they just somebody got cast in the movie and they're trying to guess who the character they're playing is? They cast a villain. They cast a villain, and people mm. thought it was Namor the Submariner. But obviously, uh, my heart is with Luke, and I hope he gets that role. Luke, Luke For the listener, there is also supposition that that could, role could be played by Luke Evans. There's a little bit of concept art for that. We'll probably put it on an Instagram story just so people can say it, and so that uh, Kev can 
Kev can say how much he loves. Um, what's his name again? Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Um, He'd be great as a submariner. He literally has the same face as him. Like he has the eyebrows. Have we covered Loki? Um, not really. Barely. Sasha, Sasha Jones, I think it is. Uh, she's the uh, soldier who gets taken by Loki and and like you know tells him everything. She was in Hellboy. She was in the Hellboy with she David. She was also in the American huh. remake of the Channel Four show Utopia, where she played the Jessica Hyde part. And in the original, the Jessica Hyde part was played by the Irish actress Fiona O'Shaughnessy. The little little brain connection my brain made there and also the uh the scientist in sweet tooth played a character in utopia also because i was watching i was watching it going pretty sure he was in utopia you know the american show utopia and then i looked up and it wasn't him i was like i could have sworn he was on in utopia but then it turns out the part i was thinking of he played the part in the british version in the original so yeah, there. Hmm. Fiona Shocknessy is great in Utopia. Well, we can cut all that out and not worry about she it. She should. Um, what do you mean cut all that out? That was that was <laughs> that was gold. What the fuck are you talking about? The human IMDb over here. Come on. Who played Lady Loki then? Can we call her Lady Loki? Or we just Sophia Di Martino. And who looks a bit like Fiona O'Shocknessy, weirdly enough. Where we we've strange. seen her before. I don't know. Okay. Error. Not found. <laughs> I mean, he's not great. <laughs> well, but uh, I assume that Sasha is going to be in it more, maybe because I think like she's she's kind of a you know she's she... that's the weird thing. Like she she played so the role of Jessica Hyde in Utopia is pretty major, yeah. and she played her in the Utopia remake, which is on Amazon. I can't remember if that got one or two seasons. But it's a pretty big part, and she got she's playing that part in the remake. So it seems like a small part then for her to be playing. Maybe she got it before the other two. I don't know. Seems odd. I, I'm not too sure. It, look, it says basically yeah, because she's, she's not even named, is she? She's a number, like she's CV twenty or something, isn't it? Well, like it's, the the hunters only have names because like the other hunter B fifteen is a pretty major part, and the name is just B fifteen. She's gonna, she's going to be so, in two episodes, so basically okay. we'll see but um no because it's just you know she, you know when you're kind of watching and then like kind of people come on screen and you recognize them and they've been in something so you kind of feel like they're probably a more a higher tier character to a degree because i watched that <laughs> just realizing that she also looks and sounds like the actress who played carrie morgenthau but not a redhead but they've similar Oh, faces, in, I think. in Falcon and Winter Soldier. In Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah. yeah. They look yeah. alike. Different the hair, but... Leader of the Flag Smashers. Yeah. They look alike. They're both, they're both British as well. Yeah, yeah, there is, there is, there, there is a likeness, all right, yeah. Is Mobius a clone? Is there loads of Mobiuses? Is that what the M in his name stands for? That there's an alphabet of Mobiuses. And there's like Mobius A, Mobius, Mobius B, Mobius, Mobius C, Mobius... But there would, there would be one there if there's variants e, of everything Mobius. else. I mean, in the TVA, because at one point he says, or, or oh, you've got another analyst at work yeah, yeah. there for you. And is it because there's loads of... Mobiuses. Mobiuses. He's like their best agent, and they just replicate him. At which point he's their only agent. 
True. Yeah, I I don't know if there's I don't know if there's a huge amount to talk about in this episode. On this episode. Yeah. The I mean, thing was we're, we're, well, there's the bottle rocket reference, which okay, nobody else seems to get. What the hell is the bottle rocket reference? I've, I'm sure he's referenced it in a couple of movies since, but in Bottle Rocket, he's like, oh, you know, give a signal. And he makes a signal with like a bird noise. It's like, caca, or something yeah. like that. And he's referenced it in another film since. And then when they were in Pompeii, he says, okay, you know, wait over here and, you know, um, kind of do a few things and maybe make noise. like a, a sound like a bird noise or something. And nobody else fucking mentioned it. Yes, until now. Well, that's why you come to the endless stream. For so there's the bottle rocket. There's the seven reference when he's looking at the files. So in seven, when Freeman's character goes to the library and he's looking at all the Dante's Inferno stuff, and Brad Pitt is doing similar stuff from his apartment, and they're playing uh, Bach, I believe, in the scene. And then when Loki is looking at all the files, they're playing the same piece of music so he's sitting at the desk which looks very much like a library and they played the same piece of music as a seven are they setting up a young avengers because they've introduced lady loki so it's kind of like they're, they're going to do kid loki too right so that so so far we've got kate bishop we've got cassie lang we've got wiccan and speed and we've got um patriot in falcon and winter soldier so there's supposedly Marvel have like four or five big unannounced movies that they know are happening. Uh, they they know a lot about them that they haven't revealed to the public yet. It seems like they are definitely setting up a Young Avengers. Young Avengers. Yeah. Kate, Kate Bishop, Cassie Lang, Wiccan and Speed, Patriot, maybe a kid Loki. Potentially, uh, actually, no. Well, kid, is a kid Loki based on anything? Like, or is that just a reach? Now that we have the idea that Loki's can be varied. Loki's a very popular character. He adds great dynamic to, like, you know. There's a kid Loki in the whatever. comics yeah, that comes about in a, in a way that it seems like the show might be setting up. Okay. So I think that seems very likely. Are you trying to suggest Loki? And Loki, you know, it's a podcast. You have to say what you're doing. Who do we think Richard E. Grant is playing? They smash and then they give birth to Kid Loki, be the ultimate Loki. Oh, you're suggesting that the two Lokis get it on? Yeah. No. <laughs> Richard Weird. E. Grant. Uh, is that the? I mean, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is famous for its sex scenes, isn't it? Uh, yes. Uh, it can be implied, doesn't it? We. I don't have to see them. Uh, Richard E. Grant. Is that the older, sadder? Um, not Dean Hillman. <laughs> Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. But Richard no, Grant it's, is older uh, and sadder. Withnail from Withnail and I. Yeah. No. Yeah, he's he's an older, sadder version of Hugh Grant. Brian looks like the other guy from Withnail and I. The I. Also, who do we think he's playing in Loki? Is, is he, he cast playing? in Loki? How do probably, we know he's yeah. cast in Loki? Probably one of the time people. Huh? They've announced it. Are you scrolling through IMDb to see these things? When did no. they announce? Brian's a human they IMDb. They announced this stuff. Do you not read this stuff? I don't read anything. No. Where, where are you? Not, where do you by choice. It? By choice. I don't read anything by choice because I can read. It's by choice. <laughs> by choice. And I was thinking about this. Kevin uh, protesting a bit too much. <laughs> Give me something to read. They, I'll read it. Actually, don't do that. They announced Brolin as Thanos in like 2014. Yeah. And then he appeared in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. And they've announced Kang last year. 
Yeah. And Quantum Mania isn't out until next year or the year after, possibly. So he's got to be showing up in this, right? Do you think Richard E. Grant is, is, uh, is going to be Kang? No. Oh. No. Jonathan Majors, who is announced to be playing Kang, is going to be playing Kang. What I'm saying is, why did they announce him so soon when he's not set up to appear until Ant-Man and the Wasp? But they announced this casting ages ago. And and Ant-Man and the Wasp only started filming like this week, I believe. So why did they announce his part, the casting, so soon? He's got to be showing up in this. I think. Who? Right? Richard E. Grant. Kang. <laughs> Kang. Oh, sorry. Uh, but who's e. Richard E. Grant playing? He's playing. He's in four episodes, so he's obviously in it from. It's there's only six episodes, and he's he wasn't in the first two. He must be coming into it. He must be one of the what they call it the um, time lizards. Time or is lizards. Or Loki in the future. Hmm. Time or, or Loki in the far future. Well, he could be a different Loki. He does have an old Loki vibe. He looks like Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Yeah, like a, like a kind of sadder Hugh Grant. Well, I mean, I do think that Tom Hiddleston looks like a kind of happier Hugh Grant. Is Has Kang already conquered all time? And is he running the TVA to keep the timeline under control because he's already ruling it? Like, if, if, if there was no time travel rules, as we know from, like, films and stuff, and if I invented a time machine doesn't matter if I find or discover a time machine like tomorrow or in 10 years. The moment I have it, then I always have it effectively because there's nothing stopping me going backwards or forwards to change any aspect of my life. The second I come into possession of a time machine, then whatever I'm going to do with it, I've effectively already done. If you get me. Yes. Right. So if, if Kang is like the, the conqueror of time, has he not already done it? Is he already in charge of the TVA? And is that the discovery that we're going to make? Is that what is that what Lady Loki is up to? That they've realized, you know, there's there's this dude running the show from behind the scenes and I'm trying to put an end to him. And he's created this thing called the TVA just to kind of manage the, the timeline for him because that's how he exercises his control over the timeline. That he's already doing it, basically. He's already there. Is that why they've cast Jonathan Majors already? Or we don't have to talk about it. Whatever. Fuck ye. I mean, you can just sit there. We can move on to the next thing. If I'm boring ye. I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not familiar enough with Kang the Conqueror as a character and what his agenda is. Like, I remember reading uh, Avengers comics and he would pop up every so often and be trying to do something or other. But He's, he's all like, about, yeah, time. Doesn't matter about the comics, though. I just mean, like, where do we think the show is going with the character? Uh, what do we want to do next? Wasn't he Ramatut or something in the... Yeah. Ramatut in the, like, was it Fantastic Four 19 or something? Was his first appearance, technically? Even though he has, a, he has actually a, a Kang the Conqueror first appearance. They must have just said it was Ramatut at one stage or another, but um, but yeah, like in the comic books, like there's a I remember reading one years ago, and Black Bolt was attacking Kang, uh, for whatever reasons, but Kang was in this fortress, fort fortress, but he had like archers from like, say like, uh, Imperial Japan or something. He had like, uh, catapults from Rome. He had like you know, dinosaurs or whatever. He had all these like people all from all different ages, the best 
you know, soldiers from whatever time and, you know, uh, protecting his castle. But uh, so he's he's time. He, if he's he's a big time guy, so why wouldn't he be involved in this? Yeah, yeah. Richard E. Grant is kind of conquer. No, it's Jonathan no. Majors. Who's Jonathan Majors? He's been cast. Who's Lovecraft Jonathan Majors? Country. Yeah. Lovecraft what? Country. No. Oh, I thought you said Richard E. Grant was Jonathan Majors, and I'm like, who's that character? You saying Richard E. Grant is Jonathan Majors? Jonathan Majors is playing kind of conquer. Um. I don't know. Richard E. Grant, as far as I'm concerned, should play Canada Conqueror. You know, for for the listeners, Brian just uh, he, I think he's ra- he think he just rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> Headphones went off, door opened. Yeah, to be honest, I wasn't listening to him, so that's fair enough. He's just going on about Jonathan Majors, who's playing Canada Conqueror, who's, and how he might have an effect on the TVA. We're all aware of this. Who's Jonathan this. Majors? He was from Lovecraft Country. And he's oh. playing Kang the Conqueror. Oh, okay. Brian should have said that. I don't know why he didn't. Just confusing us all with nonsense. And then Richard E. Grant, as you say, is in for the next four episodes. Might be playing an older Loki. Yeah, I mean, look. Let's just see where the next four episodes go. Um, and that's what we think Kang the Conqueror will do. <sighs> Kang the Conqueror actor denies a Loki appearance. But he's a very good Kang the Conqueror. He has, like, the perfect face for it. So, were you not aware Jonathan Majors is an actor? No, I thought he was a politician. Right, okay. That's John Major. That's what I said. Um, so, John Major's playing Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, Re- Richard E. Grant is playing John Majors, who will be Kang the Conqueror. The Loki episode we just watched, and, like, I know I'm going to find this when I listen back to this conversation. I don't know what we talked about there. Like a very fairly fragmented kind of thing. The broad review of it is we enjoyed it and we're looking forward to seeing where it goes. And everybody seems to be doing a good job. The production design's nice. The performances are good. Yeah, uh, it was a filler so episode. So much possibility. I don't think it was really a filler episode. Like I loved that um, image of the sign being smashed by, like. The, the wind and stuff like that. I thought that was just this amazing apocalyptic image. I love the idea of looking for effectively a serial killer, in you know, a, in, a in, in the end of time, yeah, but, in, a, in, in an apocalyptic setting. I, I, I don't think it was filler at all. I thought that was like just a brilliant idea and some great but, imagery and like they're, they're walking but, in but with, with in this kind of torrential really rain. just at the end of act one, you know, so... We're just kind of yeah, but I don't think it was filler into. though. I think I think there was great stuff in there. Yeah, like I, I said I, I, I love way. I love the idea of give me an entire show set where they're chasing killers in apocalypses. You know, yeah, um, I thought it was, I thought I thought it was some cool apocalyptic imagery. We haven't really seen apocalyptic imagery on that scale in the MCU before, this, despite the fact that you know What's half the universe yeah. was wiped out. Um, I think the closest we've seen to something like that was Thanos. You know turning the moon into debris to throw at Iron Man. I got to watch this show on a bigger scene. screen. Hmm. It was a great image. Like it, it's got, I I love the music as well actually. The music is superb. Um lots of kind of theremin synthy stuff and I love the the mood of it. Um Yeah, maybe filler episode um, was a bit strong in terms of uh you know a bit of a kind of like an underestimation of what the show was, but it definitely was one of those shows I think that's kind of like I don't know how to say it, but it's like uh, foreshadows or it was one of those shows that kind of like it's setting up a lot in terms of the universe, where people are, reveals, 
sure. all that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, and I think the next episodes will probably be more like you know that's done all the groundwork, and only the next episodes can play with it more because we understand it, we have a better concept or better idea of the concept. What screen are you watching these on, by the way? iPad. Ah, right. Watch it on a TV. <laughs> Yeah, the the it's your homework I, for next week. As, as I explained my situation, um, by the time I get to watch these things that we're watching, I'm invariably watching it on an iPad in the dark while my dad sleeps beside me. Yeah, fair enough. You know, I'm just I'm just watching over him, um, and like I could You're turn on the TV, but it's just I am I'm in the room where he sleeps until one in the morning <laughs> yeah, until somebody you don't have to takes over. That. <laughs> That's fair enough, but um. um Somebody with them 24-7. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Did you watch MODOK? I've tried watching it and I can't get into it. Emer's not really digging it. I think it's, it's. I like it. It has high highs, low lows. Uh, where, it's, where it's kind of like, this isn't great. It's kind of real boring. Not a huge robot chicken fan. Or that yeah. whole genre of humor. I watched um, the last two episodes with the um, the bureaucracy thing and the uh, if Saturday night be for the boys like the, I it's just it's nice looking the 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 design of Modoc is cool and it's cool that they've given Modoc a series um, but I'm not really locking into this as a show he as a character is just shouting random shite a lot of the time um, like it's funny stuff and it's a lot of deep cut marvel jokes and um, it was fun seeing mr sinister in that mm. last episode i was just gonna say yeah yeah i, I the, like the it i'll stick with thing. it like kang the conqueror actually shows up in the opening of that first episode doesn't he shows up in like a time traveling rocket sled thing he does like, at some stage yeah there's great stuff in it but um yeah it's just hard to hold my focus on it fair yeah it's not it's not gonna be as much of a talking point than other shows have been we're getting close to Black Widow time. I saw that clip with her and Florence Pugh in the shop where she gives her shit about her like hero landing. Did you see that clip? I have not watched anything, man. I'm not watching it until it comes out. Uh, it, it is a funny moment. She goes, why do you always do this this thing with your arm? And she goes, what are you talking about? And she sort of gets down into the thing and like whips her hair back and goes, you do yeah. this, you whip your hair back and your arm is up. Like, what? what is this? This is fighting stance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're such a poser. <laughs> no way. It's kind of a fun moment where they're just like getting petrol and she just calls her out. Yeah, <laughs> the um, I'm looking forward to that movie a lot, to be fair. Yeah. And it's getting good early reviews. Um, I look forward to loading it onto the iPad. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can go to the cinema and watch it. Oh, yes. Yeah, cinemas are opening up. Um, I open. registered for my vaccine yesterday. I just, that's what I, was like. Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, I have to register for my vaccine. Are you 35? 33. Uh, you're the next cohort. Oh, I can't you're register. Yeah, I can, I apparently, can. he can register now, though. Apparently. Apparently, he could just like register would, now. He doesn't have to wait, apparently. I would apparently, be he doesn't so... have to wait until he's supposed to register, apparently. Apparently. Just register now. I'm, I'm not too sure why Ryan's giving me hostility, but. I'm not giving no, that, you That's hostility. directed at me. It's directed oh, right. at me. <laughs> Um, he wasn't because... supposed to register until tomorrow, Kev. Oh. And he registered yesterday. Well, that's he's going to get lost in the shuffle. He's, he's going to be bouncing one. around. He's going to be bouncing around. Number one. Number one. We'll be we'll be on our COVID twenty three vaccines, and Aiden will still be waiting on his first. Lost in the shuffle. 
I mean, that's, that's like his life. Maybe it's an after this call thing, Kev, but like go to the HSE site and put your year in mm-hmm. and see if it see if it lets you through because I would I have a feeling it won't let you through because you are definitely the next cohort after the 35 to 39s. But they are opening up the 35 to 39s this weekend and I clicked through and it just let me in and I just registered. Okay. But I, I have a feeling you won't get let to the registration process because you're not next up. Yeah, you can't do it because you're in the 30 to 35 group. I'm in the 35 to 39. They're just about to open that up. Even though it still says 40 to 69 there, it let me through. I feel like they're just going to do a text change on the website tonight or tomorrow night and it'll be... You read some Moon Knight at last. Oh, no, I've read Moon Knight before. We have no evidence of that. We, we tried desperately. We tried desperately to get any information out of you the last day. Um, you and I both read Werewolf by Night issues. Yes. I think it's 38 and 39. 32 and 33. Uh, and then it's Marvel Spotlight, 38 and 39? 28 and 29. Werewolf by Night, first introduction of Moon Knight. It jumps straight into a fight between the werewolf character and Moon Knight. And it's pretty cool. It's a good... Um, this this issue is available on the Marvel Unlimited app. You can buy for €40, Euro, I think it is, in um, Subsidy. You can buy the essentially collected volumes of Moon Knight. And it starts off with those two issues of Werewolf by Night, followed by Marvel Spotlight, followed by, I think, Amazing Spider-Man featuring Moon Knight and stuff. And it's all coloured. I have the book, but I have it in black and grey print on a newsprint from about 10 years ago. More longer, oh, right. longer okay. ago. Um, but you can buy a nice collected edition. It has the Marvel Spotlight 28 cover on it, the, that Moon Knight, but um, it's all coloured inside and it's really nice. The Werewolf by Night issues were good. It was a nice introduction. It's a weird way to create a superhero. Um, some, It starts with the, the two of them just fighting and then we kind of get a flashback of Moon Knight being like brought in for a job interview as a mercenary and handed a costume and told to go and fight a werewolf. Yeah, and then they make fun of him for wearing the costume. They do. It's 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 a, it's, <laughs> it's it like, wow, you're really it? stuck in with that costume, aren't you? And it's just like these are the clothes you gave me. And also, he says like, you know, we want you to bring in this werewolf like alive or whatever. And it's just kind of like, okay, like, what's your price? He man's like ten thousand dollars, and he's like, I'll do it. He he has a helicopter. A yeah. pilot. Yeah. What 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 does he need ten grand for? Ten grand does seem low to fight a werewolf. To fight and apprehend a werewolf and bring it in. Yeah. I'm. I. I with a, with a, with a new set of kit that you've never used before. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm talking like, fit fifty four Bigfoot and Bigfoot aren't even aggressive. Yeah. But werewolves, I think the. The, I guess the takeaway from the issue is it's a weird origin story for a hero. You never get a look at him or his face. Werewolf by Night in that issue. is a weird book. Did you read any more of it or just the, the I Moon Knight issues? I would have read little bits here and there. I think I read uh, Werewolf by Night with um, Brother Voodoo. Is it Brother Voodoo? Yeah, I think I read the Werewolf by Night with him. Um, but I know Werewolf by Night is a weird book. Like, you know, the main character's name is Jack Russell. That is very funny. I don't think we're, it's well, it's so silly, like yeah. <laughs> he's Jack Russell and he turns into a werewolf. It's it's just so. 
you know when you read comic books from this era because i would have read a lot of comic books from this era because mm-hmm. they were used as filler for the panini reprints and stuff you know but when you read comic books mm-hmm. from this era era um god there's so much just repeating things every page every issue every time the guy transforms i'm going to transform into this werewolf and i can't control it and it's this and it's that and it's just it's this constant eternal monologue that's so repetitive and cheesy mm-hmm. i i love it and i hate it you, do you know what i mean yeah it's the kind of thing when you're first reading comics you're, you're like this is comic books and then at a certain point you're like this is unnecessary text can we just keep moving yeah, it's please? convoluted yeah oh god i guess so for, sometimes you open up a page and it's just like why i don't have to read so a single thing texts. on this page picture yeah. picture 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 next like yeah there's why? nothing to but it's a good intro for the character it there's is, some yeah. cool like 70s lingo in it that like there's good energy and movement through it they've retconned the, i think 90 percent of it though in the spotlight stuff uh or in in the most recent stuff in oh not even the recent stuff like maybe in the 80s Okay. 90s they retconned a lot of it because then it became like the guy who got his you know powers from Koshnu the god and yeah. he got uh, he was stronger oh did they, they do that they do that in the spotlight one don't they where he's stronger with moonlight yeah because he's fighting the conqueror lord and uh, he it's not a full moon it's like it's not even a half moon he's like oh that's gonna affect my powers or something I can't remember it's one of these things where there's there's just a very little bit of information about the character in those two in the werewolf issues. Mm. And then you start reading the Marvel Spotlight stuff and they start trying to layer in this like he's millionaire Alan Grant or is that um, the guy from Jurassic Park? It's the guy from Jurassic Park. He is oh Samuel Grant, I want to say, or something. But he's also a taxi driver. Yeah, it's like, and it's like, this is the job for quick. And like, I love how it's just like, basically, one of them is played by a billionaire that uh, millionaire that kind of like lives the, uh, you know, extravagant, extravagant lifestyle, rubs shoulders with influential people, blah blah blah. And then the other one is just like, kind of urban, streetwise taxi driver. But I love how it's just like, this is the job for, you know, my taxi driver alias. Pull up the pull up the cab, and he's gonna go out and like, you know. Get, go to the streets and find out what's really going on and he just goes to a diner and just straight up asks hey this conqueror lord guy huh he's gonna he's gonna rob a bank is he and then the woman's just like i wouldn't know anything about that but ask him he'll tell you and this old fella comes out yep yep he's gonna do that you know it's just it's just yeah it's awful it it's somebody was tasked with trying to give this character a lot going on and they came up with just a weird selection of fucking things. Like, it's they so really confused. Did. He's, he's, and it's like, there's elements of the shadow as well, where he has the taxi driver bringing him around to places. Oh, yeah. So he's just like, he's got both of those identities and the superhero identity. Um, yeah. It's interesting reading through these just to sort of try and see where it comes from. The, the Marvel spotlight issues, they're not great. There's, there are, just trying too hard and there's there's an odd amount of calling a guy a pansy and twinkle toes and like as you said i think moon knight's homophobic in his first bloody issue yeah yeah um so uh it's not yeah, that's the, like, this yeah. character's come a long way yeah well matter you know the world has come a long way since those things you know and it's just you read it now yeah. and like it's just like you know, and it's like it's nineteen seventy six. Yeah, there's no, nothing's implied that the, this guy is like gay. Like you're not reading it thinking like this character is, you know. But it's just all the slurs that 
Moon Knight says to him and it's just kind of like God that's that's rough you know that's that's brutal um, but you know it's a sign of times yeah pansy hey Frenchie there's a pansy outside and twinkle toes and oh Jesus like it's 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 not cool like but like you know again more reflective of times than actual like Moon Knight's thing because obviously you know they reckoned a lot of that stuff they got all that stuff out of there so it's all good but um yeah it's 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 an interesting book you can see why he kind of took off in the way he did like with those initial comics and stuff i think it would have been you know intriguing to some people but like how would he compete with others you know and uh it really just jumped into the, the multiple personality scenes really really fast you know, in that, in that Marvel yeah. spotlight, they had an idea. It's just like, we have to give this guy an edge so he's a bit different. And that's all they did. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm really optimistic that, um, I, I think I said it last week as well. I'm really optimistic that this series is going to force them to just formalize a lot of shit here. And then that's going to set their tone moving forward. Because yeah, Moon Knight's wobbly. Moon Knight's messy. He's a great looking honestly. character. He's a great looking character. And uh, the the more books or the more recent books and all that kind of stuff that they've done even the last 15 years uh, are far better than some of the more kind of like hmm. redundant stuff that was in, in, in previous books or whatever you know what I mean um, what re- do you make they, of the cape so in, much the, the, in Cres- the 76 one oh the crescent cape yeah it's a little like half cape that ties to his wrists yeah yeah oh god Moon Knight's cape is like a weird one there's there's versions of Moon Knight Moon Knight I like and there's versions I don't like I don't like the one where he's kind of wearing a black suit with like white pads and a white hood you know I like when he's wearing the all all white and stuff that's the most recent Shalvi one is it don't know if, it's, it's, if he if Shalvi did that one but he, he did more Mr. Knight and stuff he could have done some of it and I don't mind Shalvi's drawings of it to be no, fair he, and like things. he did he did but um, I just don't like. I, I've seen it like in kind of I say like other drawings or as cartoons or whatever. Mm. But it's just I'm not mad on that look aesthetically. But um, the the moon, the crescent moon night or the crescent cape, nah, man. Like you know, kind of. It's like you can only bring like you know have the moon symbol on your chest. That's enough. You know, it's like kind of. It's like I understand from a comic book artist and drawing it and for fun and what might look cool. It's it's a uh, it's a nice little touch, but whether or not it kind of would work in a live action scenario maybe not it's um it was interesting going back to that first one to see the costume because he does have this crescent moon thing that ties to his wrists which is not like the full cape we're used to did he have that and, in where night did he yeah okay and if you look at him his outfit is um it's kind of black like straight down the middle down the trouser legs and he's got these white panels left and right so that Shalvi look, and it is it is the Shalvi one, and I can kind of show it to you there. Yeah, see um, that's that's cool looking, but I still liked when he was like, like I like the David Finch. The one. That's always gonna be like my favorite, you know. That's a a, a cool look. Like, um, it's different from what I'm used to with the black, but like now I'm surprised that like originally all that black was kind of in there, and um, mm. that the all white thing was a sort of later change. So it's kind of a little like back to his roots kind of thing. I mean, I guess that's Moon Knight. Uh, it's yeah, it's fun kind of going back and reading reading these stories and stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep with it. I'm gonna read like I'm gonna I'm gonna read like when he got his first proper run, run after this spotlight stuff, you know, and see how that goes. Um, and then I'll probably reread the 
fringe stuff. I, I'll read as much Moon Knight as I can, to be honest. You know, um, I got some. I got some good comic books this week. I read the latest issue of Radiant Black. Um, Kyle Higgins is writing that one. I liked it. Kyle Higgins is an, a writer for other books. He did Nightwing. I think he did some Carnage books and stuff. Um, and he did a lot of Power Rangers. Radiant Black was a really good book. Issue three was phenomenal and what happened in it. Issue four though has just turned into like American Power Rangers and I'm not sure if I'm if I'm really into it to be honest. I was really digging it. I'll reserve kind of judgment just yet. But it's like kind of came from like a really cool concept to me and another radiant radiant red essentially. And now the last one just finished with like a yellow and a pink one showing up and it's just like this this is Power Rangers. Like this this is Power Rangers. Or Stephen Well you know what I mean? Like well this this is literally like this is Power Rangers, basically. They look like Power Rangers. But they're okay. That's cool. I think we are sort of rounding up and wrapping up the, the episode here. I watched the trailer as well for How It Ends. Did anybody see that? Um, it's like a... Uh, like It kind of looks a little like Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. There was a couple of those shows with sort of like, like emotional dramas around an apocalypse mm. coming or an asteroid coming to the end of the world. Um... Uh, Zoe Lister-Jones, Kaylee Spenny, Whitney Cummings, Finn Wolfhard, Nick Kroll, Logan Marshall-Green, Bobby Lee, Fred Armisen, Glenn Harriton, Bradley Whitford, Helen Hunt, Olivia Wilde, uh, Rob Hubel, Paul Shear, Colin Hanks, Charlie Day, Paulie Shore. It's a whole whack of people in this show. This person, Paulie Shore, shows up, um, kind of walking around Los Angeles, sort of dealing with their life, knowing it's kind of coming to an end. I was watching it going, everybody seems to be a, a healthy two meters away from each other. So this feels like a real like pandemic production. You know, you could mm. grab somebody for a half a day because nobody had anything else to do last year. Yeah. yeah. Curious to see what um, it is. I like all of those people and I like funny things. So hopefully that'll be something. Um, the other thing I got reminded of was the Morbius trailer. Oof, yeah, what's I, I didn't watch it, but... Totally forgot about that. That trailer came out solidly a year ago, and somebody mentioned it somewhere this week, and I realized I had completely forgotten that fucking thing existed. Um, and it goes back to, I guess, the sort of Sony Spider Man extended universe stuff, and I'm just so uncertain about that stuff. I mean, it doesn't fucking. I don't know. It doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. It's just more movies that you just sort of ignore. Um, but we've got Venom Carnage coming out and they're starting to talk about who will play Black Cat if they did a standalone with her. That's a good character. Like That's a good like cat burglar, crime heisty character. But oh yeah, Black, Hat's, Black you, Cat was always awesome. She was cooler than Spider-Man. Yeah. Do you have any faith in these movies coming from Sony though? Not really, no. 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 I re- did I did I did I tell you I rewatched? Yeah, we didn't talk about. It. I rewatched Tor Two Dark World or whatever it's called. All right. Uh, surprisingly enough, probably Emer's like she was. She liked it, but then the ending blew her away, and she loved it. Do you know when? What was the ending? Uh, Odin is talking to Thor and Thor's saying like Odin's basically like you'll make a great king you know and he's like you know I'd rather be a, or he's like he'd make a good king and he'd be like I'd rather be a great man than a good king uh, the throne is not for me 
blah 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 and towards and Odin's just like I totally respect your you know beliefs or I totally respect your opinion uh, and if you want to be kind of like more involved in Midgard and kind of like protecting it there or just protecting all of the nine realms and all that kind of stuff and not doing a, kind of a, a king royal capacity that's fine you have my blessing and then he walks away and when he walks away it's like dun 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 it was Loki Loki so faked his death on the world on whatever on the dark world faked his death uh, Asgardian kind of uh, recovery type soldiers or whatever out, were out there and they found Loki obviously Loki swapped places with him then Loki approaches Odin and says hey we found Loki and then Loki swapped places with Odin you know but uh, yeah so it was kind of like a rev- it was like a twist that Loki survived and had to actually take it o- Odin's role and she loved that twist yeah she's going to be pretty disappointed the fact the, the very next time we see Odin, it's immediately <laughs> done away with. Did they, they not acknowledge it at all, no? Well, if you remember, Thor comes back to Asgard and finds Loki impersonating Odin. Yeah. And just shakes him out of it, basically immediately, and they go and find Odin. Yeah, well, but, 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 you know, we'll see. Captain America Winter Soldier's next, so I'm dying to watch it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she liked... Uh, Oh, or should I talk to more? I'd say than any of the Iron Man movies, which is funny. Yeah, it's interesting because that um, is not a lot of people's favorite film. No, it's like considered one of the worst. But I, uh, having rewatched, obviously rewatching these movies, I said every week. But um, I fuck, I, lo- I loved the man. It was so much. It was so good. I hated Tor Two when I saw it in the cinema. Hated it, and I was watching it the other day, and I loved it. I thought it was fun. I never got all the hate for it. Like it's not the most exciting in terms of what it does in the Marvel Universe. Um, but all, but it's, yeah, but all the Loki Thor stuff in it's good. Yeah. Um, I was annoyed that they... Who's your friend? The fucking Cap Marvel Shazam guy? Zach, Zach Levy. Levy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's your pre-Luke Evans man crush. Um, no, excuse me. I... You, what, you liked Luke Evans before that? No, I like Thomas Jane. Uh, yeah, I, I thought he was a weird recast for the other guy the other guy was great in that Fidaldo role or something. as one of the Warriors 3 Fandral Fandral why did they recast mm-hmm. him the other guy got on that show once upon a time as Prince Charming or something and he just had to go off and do another show but like to be did honest did you see they're, they're, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up on this they're bitty roles um, but yeah Heimdall we'll, we'll Heimdall wrap up good. on this they're doing a Gaston prequel series so yeah. Luke Evans is could be Luke singing Evans singing and dancing um, I'll leave you to finish out the podcast as I have to answer this call Solana well yeah so Brian it's just me and you again it's just us wow again wow 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 wow, wow. wow. alright shut the fuck up